0: We played that video back on March the 22nd when we were facing hand sanitizer shortages and toilet paper shortages. And, you know, we were just at the beginning of this COVID thing, and, man, things got hard there real quick. I mean, you could go to the grocery store and lay down on the shelf where the toilet paper used to be. And uh, that's just a little reminder of how far We've come, but it's not been easy. In fact, it has been so hard. But, you know, life is that way, and things are going to happen. Uh, when we first started this thing, we thought, you know, this will go on for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, six weeks, and we'll be through with this. And they kept saying, warm weather's coming, this virus can't survive in, in warm weather, and it's going to be over, and a year later, well, we're still sort of dealing with it. And so it, it has been hard. Now, for some people, it wasn't as hard as others. For some people, it was just a, pretty much an inconvenience. They didn't lose their jobs. They just had to wear a mask. They had to be careful, had to wash their hands, and, and maybe not go out as much as they did and stay home. But for some people, this thing was terrible. People lost jobs. People that worked in the health care system were sometimes overwhelmed with the number of people that they were having to work with. Uh, some people lost their lives. People lost family members. And so it, it has been uh, different for all kinds of people, but it has been pretty hard. And in the beginning, it was hard, and then it got harder. And it keeps getting harder. And I raise a question today is, as we think about this series that we're in, Lessons from a Pandemic, and we've been talking about some of the different lessons that we've learned, and that is, number one, that God is still in control. Uh, we learn, don't take for granted what God has given you, what God has allowed you to have. Last week we talked about we, we learned to adapt and adjust, and we did that, and now we're going to probably have to adjust again which will be a lot easier adjustment, I think, as we get sort of back to normal, hopefully, in the near future. But today, I want you to think about this idea of going, sometimes life takes you from a hard place to a harder place. And and I'm going to raise a question today. I'm going to open this can of worms. Why does God sometimes allow hardship to come to His people? Why does He do that? I mean, wouldn't it be great, you think about it for a minute, wouldn't it be great if when you gave your life to Christ, you came up out of that baptism water, and man, everything was just perfect, no more hard times. Just, just everything was great. But that doesn't happen. God doesn't promise us that that's going to happen. Even for his people, he says, you will have trouble in this world. This is a broken world. And there's going to sometimes be trouble that we have to face in this world. Even I think about churches where uh, COVID got into the church and some of the churches were not very careful to wear a mask or, or sanitize and COVID overtook those churches and even some churches had people in their church that got COVID at church and they died. And that's serious business. Why would God sometimes allow hardship to come to his people, I'd like for you to turn to First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter one today. Of course, the church at Corinth, uh, Paul the apostle is writing to them. Uh, he founded that church on his second missionary journey. We traced uh, some of his missionary journeys last week, and then he went back on his third missionary journey, and then after that, they had some problems that he found out about, and he wrote First Corinthians, and then. He wanted to uh, write them a second letter, and so we have Second Corinthians. And here in Second Corinthians, he begins by talking about some hardship that he himself had. And he uses this as an example to help us when we face hardship ourselves. So let's look in Second Corinthians chapter one verse eight. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the trouble we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received a sentence of death. Now let's process that for just a minute. God will allow hardship that you don't think you can endure. You think about the Apostle Paul, this great man of faith. Paul thought he was going to die. He says it was in the province of Asia. Uh, he died traveled through Asia uh, on one occasion and he went to a town called Ephesus there uh, he preached the gospel told people to turn away from idol worship well there happened to be a group of artisans there that made idols one specific guy Demetrius a silversmith who made idols to the goddess uh, uh, Artemis she was uh, one of the pagan gods that was worshipped in that day God of the hunt God of wild animals God of chastity and God of childbirth and he raised a ruckus and he gathered up a bunch of people from that town a bunch of local people and they began to riot trying to drive Paul and his people out in fact they seized a couple of Paul's companions and apparently were going to put them to death but the local uh, government agent stepped in, the city manager came and said, wait a minute, this is illegal. You guys are going to have to break up this party. And they sent them away. Paul wanted to talk to him, but the other Christians held him back and said, no, these people are serious. They'll take your life. And maybe that's what Paul's them, talking about. We don't know exactly, but he felt the sentence of death on his life. You know, when the COVID race, uh, cases started rising, I'm sure a lot of people in our community felt that they might have a possibility of ending in death for them, especially many vulnerable people We're being very careful not to get this. And we heard stories about terrible sickness. There are people, you know, we were blessed not to have any outbreaks come from our church, but there are people that attend our church that did get covid And some of them have been near death in their dealing with COVID. You know, it was hard in the beginning. And for some people, it got even harder. I remember the week, the second time we shut down, the first time we shut down, we didn't know what to expect. We were just doing what everybody else was doing because, you know, the cases weren't that high. Then we reopened. And then we decided a second time to shut down because the cases were on the rise and many people in our area, the hospitals were getting full and we said it's probably the right thing to do. One of the things that factored into that situation is a church in Cleveland, Tennessee, a rather large church, 200 people in their congregation caught COVID from their church. It spread throughout their congregation. Six of those people died from COVID. And so they... Closed down. I have a friend who knows that church, a ministry friend. He knew a lot of people there. He decided to close his church down. A number of churches in our area shut down for a second time because of that. It went from hard to harder. And maybe when you go through hard times, maybe you ask yourself, Where's God in all this? Maybe you start to, to question your own faith. But let's look and let's learn. From the Apostle Paul, look at verse 9, the second part of verse 9. But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Yeah, God will allow hardship that you don't think you can endure, but when it happens, God wants you to learn to rely on Him. Just a few words here. But they're loaded with information that God wants you to know. You know, Paul was a great man of faith. He was a believer. That hardship, whatever it was, it threatened his life. He felt the sentence of death. But Paul says, God is going to use this for his purpose. You know, God can certainly use hardship to get people's attention. I know he's got my attention many times. We have hardship in this world, largely due to the fact that this is a broken world. This is not what God wants, the place where his people to to who live to dwell, but it's where we dwell now. There's evil in this world, partially because God is... Given us free will. We can choose to go God's way or we can choose to go another way. When we go another way, that's evil. Evil affects the whole world and it affects people all around us. And it brings hardship on us. Sometimes it brings hardship on other people. Paul had to face evil throughout his ministry. Go with me to, to uh, just a couple of chapters over 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul talks about some of the hardship that he faced. Uh, There, about midway through verse 23, Paul says, "...been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews forty lashes." Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers, I've labored and toiled and often gone without sleep, I've known hunger and thirst, I've often gone without food I've been cold and naked besides everything else I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches that wears me out just reading it Paul faced some troubling times in his life you know the Bible is filled with situations where great men of faith and women Great people of faith have had to face hardship. Some things have tested them greatly. God tells us over and over in his Bible he will use hardship for his purpose. Let's go for a minute to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. Listen to this verse. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. Sometimes God will use hardship to discipline you. Let's go over to James chapter 1, the next book of the Bible from Hebrews. James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers. This is verse 2 in in chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Sometimes God uses trouble to mature you. It tests your faith, but it makes you more mature, and it teaches you how to persevere. Let's go to the next book, 1 Peter chapter 1. Here, the Apostle Paul or Peter writes, and he says, Look, I know you have been saved. Jesus Christ has saved your soul through faith. And he says in verse 6, In this you greatly uh, rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come that your faith may be proven genuine, basically, he says. So sometimes God uses hardship so that we can come to see that our faith is real, that we really do believe and trust in God. This one's not on the screen, but I thought about this as as I was studying in Romans chapter 8. Verse 22 says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. You know, in, in this world, sometimes... We just groan because difficult stuff happens. Verse 23 says, Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship and the redemption of our bodies. He's saying, look, you might suffer in this world, but wait, one day God's going to fix it all. Your body's going to be redeemed. You're going to go to a new heaven and a new earth, and you're going to be in a place. So maybe sometimes hardship makes us long for that day when we will be with God in heaven. You know, to be honest with you, the church staff here suffered. Now, I know a lot of you suffered, but we, we had some difficult times during this whole past year in this COVID thing. A lot of times we just didn't know what to do. We didn't know what decisions to make. We had to, we had to call meetings and we had to talk to people. How do you minister to people when they're not even in the building? That was difficult to do. Uh, we weren't able to carry out plans that we had laid. We had to come up with new plans. We had to figure things out. We didn't have... Many times we didn't have volunteers. We just had to figure out how to get things done. And we worried constantly. Is this going to be the week when we have an outbreak in our church I mean we took all the precautions but it was difficult I read a story from a book first we quit our jobs by Marilyn Abram the title of her book first we quit our Jobs." she's talking about traveling to a national park and she went on a tour with a park ranger and they pointed out to her that trees sometimes when they are faced with trouble severe weather or fire or something, some other circumstance, underneath the bark, that tree will twist. And it will cause that tree to be stronger because it twists underneath the bark. Now, the bark will remain vertical, but you can only see that it twists after you remove the bark, maybe after the tree's fallen or, or cut down or you strip the bark off of it. And then you can see these areas where that tree twists. But that twisting made that bark, that tree, stronger. In her book, Marilyn Abrams says, God can use our grief to strengthen us in ways that are not visible to the world. God wants to strengthen you. And sometimes he will use hardship to do that. Now, God doesn't cause all hardship. A lot of hardship is just a natural extent of living in this broken world but God will always use it if you'll pay attention. God says through Paul, remember this, we serve the God who raises the dead. Now look at verse 10, back in in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. He has delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on behalf of the gracious favor granted us in answer to the many prayers. How we respond to hardship matters to God. That's why Paul, inspired by God, is directing his readers to think about how they respond to hardship first thing remember he has delivered people before i mean if you if you go through the bible you'll see all kinds of people of god who faced hardship and god delivered abraham was delivered from abimelech joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers he was delivered from that and became the second in charge of all egypt the hebrews were delivered from slavery in Egypt, Elijah from Ahab and Jezebel David from Goliath Jesus from a Roman cross and look at the Apostle Paul all that he went through but over and over again God let him face the hardship and God delivered him from the hardship sometimes he doesn't deliver us the way we think he ought to sometimes God lets us go through the hardship for his purpose Oswald Chambers, in his book, Run Today's Race, says, Faith for my deliverance is no faith in God. Faith means whether I am visibly delivered or not, I will stick to my belief that God is love. There are some things that can only be learned in a fiery furnace. And sometimes we have to go through hardship to learn the lesson that God wants to teach us. But always remember We serve a God who delivers. And even if you die, God has promised to deliver you from that death and take you to be with Him. Remember, He's the God who delivers. Secondly, place all your hope in Him. Paul talks here in this verse 10 about the hope. Uh, We've set our hope on Him. Set your hope on God when you face hardship. He's with you. Seek out his guidance. No matter what you go through, seek him out for what he can do in your life. Think through your hardship. Is God teaching me to depend on him through this, as he did Paul? Is he disciplining me, as the writer of Hebrews says he will sometimes do? Is he, as James says, teaching me to persevere and to mature me? to become something that I was not before? Is he using this to prove my faith is genuine? Not so much to God, but to to me, to prove that my faith is genuine as I go through it. Or as indicated by Paul in the book of Romans in chapter 8, is he helping me to, to realize this is a broken world and I long for heaven because of what I go through? God will use that. You know, biblical hope is not like worldly hope. You know what worldly hope says? Well, I sure do hope I win the lottery. What are the chances of that? Millions to one. Probably not going to happen. That's worldly hope. Sure do hope. Maybe it'll come true. But biblical hope looks forward with great expectation to how God is going to work in your life. And how he's going to be glorified in the end by what he does in your life. Next, Paul says to pray and to seek the prayers of others. Paul's asking here for prayer in verse 11. uh, You help us by your prayers, he says. So when people get in trouble, first thing they should do is pray. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me in my ministry the past 25 years and said, preacher, we need you to pray for us. We're going through some hardship. And I say, well, have y'all prayed? Well, no, we, we really just, we, we really haven't prayed about it yet. That's why we're coming to you. Well, why didn't you pray? And then come to me. When you face hardship and trouble, you got to go to God. you got to pray. Because that's what he tells you to do, is to pray. And then seek the prayer of other people. Prayer should be the first thing we do. And I can't tell you how many times people say, well, we didn't ask anybody else to pray because, you know, we just didn't want to burden anybody. God tells you to ask other people to pray. Get your name on a prayer list somewhere. Get people praying when you face things. If you're embarrassed by your situation, just ask people, tell people you have an unspoken request. But get people praying for you because that's what God tells you to do and James he says you have not because you ask not so we got to pray and if you spend regular time in prayer in the good times maybe you'll head off a lot of the bad stuff that's coming your way pray and then lastly remember to give thanks you know faith prays like this father i thank you in advance for what you're going to do through this situation it may be hard it may get harder but I thank you that you're going to deliver me, that you're going to teach me a lesson, and the worst thing that can happen is I'll spend eternity with you. That's the way faith prays. And that's the kind of people we need to be. And once he has helped you and guided you, make sure you say that prayer of thanksgiving. Father, thank you for what you did, how you worked, even when it goes from hard to harder. And when it gets especially hard for the believer, God is especially hard at work on your behalf. So trust Him. You know, George Bernard Shaw lived in the late 1800s, the early 1900s up until 1950. He was a playwright, a a political activist, a philosopher. He was a socialist and a Atheist, He didn't believe in God. He lived in England. He became one of the, one of the uh, most well-known atheists in the world and influenced a lot of people away from God. But in one of his last writings, listen to what he wrote. The science to which I pinned my faith is bankrupt. Its councils, which should have established the millennium, led instead directly to the suicide of Europe. I believed them once, in their name I helped destroy the faith of millions of worshipers in the temples of a thousand creeds. And now they look at me and witness the great tragedy of an atheist who has lost his faith. You know, he finally came to the point where he said, I should have been believing in God because what I believed in didn't work. But God works. God loves you and God wants to work in your life. So here's our connection. God will be present in your hard times to faithfully guide you if you fully seek Him. Life is going to be hard, life is sometimes going to get harder. Listen to me. You know, a lot of atheists reject God because they say there's hardship in the world. God tells us up front in his word, there's going to be hardship. But I'm going to go with you through your hardship. And don't treat God like a magic genie. You know something that you just pull a bottle out and rub it a little bit when you, when you want something? That's not who God is. Be in constant contact with him. Pray regularly and seek him out. There should be a constant relationship with him. So when you face hardship, it's just a natural extension that you go right before God and you keep your hardship before Him. William Barclay, in his uh, daily Bible study series and what he writes about this passage, he tells of two men who met to transact some business in the days of war. I think it was World War II. And the one guy, he was full of himself talking about how the train in which he had traveled had been attacked from the air, and it would not, he would not stop talking about the excitement and the danger and the narrow escape. And then the other guy that was there to do business said quietly, well, let's get on with the business for now. I want to get out of here as quick as I can. My house was bombed last night. You know, people, he says, who have really suffered usually don't talk about it very much. Paul, he says, made no parade of his sufferings. And we have so much less to suffer should follow his example. But, says Barclay, Paul saw that the terrifying experience he had gone through had one tremendous use. It had driven him back to God and demonstrated to him his utter dependence on him. That's what God wants to do. And whatever you face. And when you go through hardship, you can complain and you can grumble and you can seek to get attention for all that you're going through. Or you can turn your attention to God. And you can look to him and learn from him and in doing so be a great witness to other people in this world and demonstrate the faith that you have and that's what god calls us to let's pray father we thank you for the apostle paul for his willingness to uh to point out to us the fact that we're going to suffer in this world we're going to face hardship but that you are there with us if we have faith in you you never leave us alone you've promised to walk with us and Father, we pray that you help us to realize even though we've come through some hard times that you were there with us each step of the way and help us to see when we face hardship how you're going to use that in our lives to work and to grow us and to mature us and strengthen us and, and discipline us and help us to learn to persevere. We pray today that we would be people that understand how you use hardship and that we would approach it different than the atheist and the, the people of this world but that we would approach it as the people of God. In Jesus name we pray and praise. Amen.